messages people. Father, that gives us maybe some encouragement that we'll be able to stand against the stuff that you can bring, Father. Uh, Lord, we just ask these things uh, in Christ's name. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Um, I want to um, turn to um, Proverbs 22. In verse 3, start off with, um, wait for, there we go. Um, going to try to go kind of quick because I'm afraid I'm going to run out of time. Um, it says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. And you all can be seated. Um, so I want to I talk a little bit about um, maybe as a, as a parable um, and as a type um, uh, investment and and sort of money and, and things like that. Um, we know Brother Branham many times talked about, you know, God has an economy and, and, um, thing and, and whatnot, and that how that we would invest in that economy and that there would be, there would be returns on that investment. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to take a, a story and, and maybe tell a little bit of a story. And I'm sure it's one that many, if not all of you are familiar with, because I'm sure many, if not all of you have lived through it in some way or another. And um, that's the story of 2008. Um, that that story, uh, the farther you look into it, the more I mean, just as a, as a human, not necessarily looking at it spiritually, but just as a, as a person, and to and to look at that, it really is a head scratcher on how there wasn't a civil war over that <laughs> because of the amount of just corruption that happened. There was, you know, you had people who. For any of you who aren't really aware of, of how that whole financial disaster happened, effectively you had banks issuing people mortgages um, that they knew couldn't be paid back. Those The people who got the mortgages, they were um, bad mortgages that they knew there was no chance those people were ever going to be able to pay that mortgage. A lot of times it was because they had effectively lied to the people about what it, that mortgage entailed. Um, you know, They didn't read the fine print or didn't disclose the fine print that you know in three years the mortgage payment was going to go from 900 a month to 7,000 a month. Um, and because, and they made that, that they sold those people, those mortgage because they knew they were going to turn around and sell that mortgage to an investment bank who was then going to take that bad mortgage and package it up into a bigger product called a mortgage backed security, where they take thousands of mortgages, put them in a big box and sell them to a pension fund because the pension fund says, well, who doesn't pay their mortgage? Everybody pays their mortgage. This box of several thousand mortgages isn't going to fail, and it's going to pay a certain percent of interest every year. And, and people's pensions were backed by this. Um, you had stock, uh, people in the stock market who were using these securities, mortgage-backed securities, which were the ratings agencies said were as secure as the federal government, AAA. Couldn't fail. And... They used those as collateral and invested in the stock market with loans that were backed by, as collateral, these uh, securities. Well, the problem is the securities were junk. Nobody knew it, but they were junk. They were going to fail. It was guaranteed. It was mathematically guaranteed to fail. And yet everybody was resting on this. There was huge sections. I mean, people had, had paid... 30, 40 years into pension funds and, and IRAs and 401ks that were backed by garbage. And they had no idea. There was no way to know for, for the average person, right? 
And, you know, for us simple-minded people who, you know, we're just doing the Dave Ramsey thing and paying into our IRA and, and you know, doing what we think is prudent, we're simple people. And yet we get punished for it, right? Because the reality is, in a society that is completely eaten up with corruption, and when you're paying into an economy and you're investing into an economy that is corrupt all the way to its core, it's going to collapse. There isn't, there isn't a way that that's not going to collapse, right? Um, and so I want to, you know, and, and we, like I said, we, at the end of all this, where you had people who, who were, effect, were committing fraud, they were outright committing fraud because they were taking these bad securities, you know, these bad, bad mortgages that they knew were going to fail, and they're putting them in securities that they knew were going to fail, and then you think, well, how did the rating agencies put their name on that and say, well, these are AAA. They're as good as, as good as it gets. Well, it's because they committed fraud outright. Like, that's not a, that's not a not conspiracy theory. That's just go read the New York Times. They openly talk about it. They, they straight up committed fraud, and they lied to, they lied to everybody. Um, and at the end of it, nobody went to jail. Nobody, nobody. There was one guy out of thousands of bankers. They took one guy and threw him under the bus, and he got a couple years in the clink. And he was doing exactly what everybody else was doing. It, and and, and it, not only that, not only did nobody go to jail, they went to Congress, and Congress paid off all their debts, all their bad debts, on the checkbook of the American people, and they still got their bonuses out of American tax dollars. And you think, wow, this is horrifying. How did this happen? In a previous era... If people would have committed that level of theft and that level of fraud, they would have been executed, like straight up. I mean, they used to hang horse thieves. You think they wouldn't hang people for, for defrauding people? But we're living in, a, in an era, like, and so to the human mind, you think, well, how does this happen? How does, how does this level of corruption happen? And nothing, no, no one is punished. There's no recompense. There's no justice. Well, this is, this is, this is Satan's economy. What did you expect? Did you think there would be justice in Satan's economy? Right? Did you think there would be justice for, for those people who, who defraud people in Satan's economy? There isn't any justice. These people, nobody's, nobody's going to, to um, make right, exactly. And so that's why, that's why we take scriptures like Matthew 19 through 21, where Jesus says, lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal nor corrupt Wall Street executives defraud you. Um, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Because the problem, I mean, if you think about it, I'm not saying that you shouldn't put money into your retirement fund. You should, right? It's, it's just prudent to do that. But if you're putting your spiritual investment into that, if that's where your security is and that's where, well, I'll be all right, I'm doing all the right things and I'm, I'm, and I'm a pretty smart guy and I'll, I'll, I'll depend on my arm of the flesh to make all the right investment moves, well, you can do that, but it's only a matter of time before that thing blows up and you're out on the street. Right? It's only a matter of time before you're going to need something a little bit more than the arm of the flesh. And so you should be investing in something a little bit more than what you can do. Um, and 
the other side of that story, and this is kind of the, the side of the story that maybe less people are familiar with about the 2008 story, is there was a very small number of people, very small number of people, um, who were smart enough. They were maybe it was just good circumstances, but they actually realized what was going on. Um, one guy, very famously, I'm sure you could all Google him if you've never heard of him, by the name of Michael Burry, um, who ran a small, really small uh, investment firm, and he realized that the mortgage-backed security thing was a racket. He realized they were all, it was a lot of bad debt because he did what somehow nobody else did and just read all the mortgages. When, I mean, most people can't even be bothered to read their own mortgage payment when they sign it when you've got a stack of documents this high. He read thousands of them and realized that they were all bad. And he could predict to within like a couple of months when the entire economy was going to collapse because he knew when all their, their terms were going to come due. And so he did the unthinkable. And he did what he, in, in sort of Wall Street terms, he did what's called shorting the housing market, right? He went to a bunch of banks and basically made, made up contracts with them um, where they would pay him if the securities failed. And they would pay him out to the tune of like 25 times his initial investment, right? And they were willing to do this because they're like, well, it's not going to fail, they're AAA rated. If these things fail, then everything fails. They're not going to fail. And on top of that, he's going to pay us like $75,000 a month for as long as this contract is, is good. As far as they're concerned, I mean, he just offered to pay them $75,000 a month just to donate it to their bank. Sure. Why not? Right? Absolutely. You know, we'll take your money. And so he does it. He goes to all these different banks and gets all these contracts. And he go. And by the way, of course, he, he decides to collect coffee cups with their logo on it that they have, you know, sitting on the counter because he wanted a record that these banks would still exist in 10 years because they weren't going to exist in 10 years. And he knew that. And the entire time, and so he'd started this in like 2004. And for the next three years, he's shelling out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every month to keep these, to keep into the, into his investment. Because he knew at some point in 2007, late 2007, it mathematically has to fail. And the entire time, his, invest his investors were freaking out and calling him insane. Everybody was calling him insane. The banks were calling him, him crazy. And, and he had Wall Street guys trying to put pressure on him to sell because they knew what, what was going on. And they knew he was going to take their shirt. But, you know, so they're trying to put pressure on him to, to collapse. And, but he knew his position, and he, he refused. He had to liquidate basically his entire company just to hang on to those contracts. But he knew he sold off of everything. Everything else got sold off, right? He sold all that he had because he knew there was this one particular pearl of great price that was going to pay out phenomenally at some point. But there was a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt that was crushing him. And every day he's got to go to work with a knot in his stomach for years for three or four years, he has to have faith that he knows that, this, that the society around him is going to collapse, but he's got a way out. And Christians can't hold on for like three days, right? We'll like pray for something, and we, we know we've invested in God's economy. We know we've, we've gone against the grain. We've gone against what society says. And like three days of pressure, and we're like, eh, okay, fine. And we'll just, we'll just walk away from our faith. 
This dude is hanging on for like three or four years with people calling him, screaming at him, saying, we're going to sue you. We're going to throw you in jail. And he's like, no, I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to give up. And, and we're sitting here looking at, you know, <laughs> Brother Bram says, you know, when what you see in the, in the, uh, you know, the natural types of spiritual, he says there's a lot of different ways. We kind of as a shorthand say the natural types of spiritual. And like I said previously, a lot of times we think, oh, natural types of spiritual, that means the natural is like a metaphor for the spiritual. It's not exactly what that means. What it means is the natural is a, a shadow of the spiritual, as in what you're seeing in the natural is literally in some way a direct representation of what's happening in the spiritual. So when you see in the, in, in the natural world, you see a massive economic collapse, on some level, this is an indication of on the spiritual world, there's a spiritual collapse that's happening. And what happened in that same time frame, you know, you have people, because the, you know, the 2008 collapse happened over the course of like 30 or 40 years. It happened very slowly and then very suddenly, right? It took 30, 40 years of fraud to get to that point. And over that same time frame, you have this, the, the social moral collapse of America, Amen. right? And, the, and the, 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 eight, the people that were supposed to be in place, who were supposed to call out the fraud, you know, the rating agencies, were in on it. And they said... You know, because afterwards they went to the, the people who were supposed to say, well, why did you rate these AAA? They were garbage. Why did you rate them AAA? Well, they said, well, because we were getting paid to do it. And if we didn't, if we didn't rate these what they asked for, they would have gone to our competitors. Well, how many churches are going, well, we can't call out the, the nonsense of society because if we do, our congregation will go to our competitor and we'll lose our meal ticket. You know? How, and so we have this massive, this massive, so like, spiritual economy implosion, absolute collapse. And everybody's wondering, well, why, right? Why does this, why does this collapse? There, you know, most people don't understand. I, I, I read, um, I, I think that on some level, in, in the same way, you know, you have all these, these mortgages that people bought that were bad, bad debt. And it was, it's the secret underlying thing that nobody's paying attention to, but it's actually the thing that's going to fail, right? I've, on, uh, there's a lot of different ways you could kind of approach this, but I think, I, think I, I like the way Solomon writes this in Ecclesiastes. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 6, 1 through 7. This is a different translation than King James because I... Ecclesiastes is kind of hard. It's kind of clear as mud sometimes because of the translation. But um, I like this, the way that it says this. Um, It says, There's another evil I have seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily upon mankind. God gives a man riches, wealth, and honor so that he lacks nothing his heart desires. But God does not allow him to enjoy them. Instead, a stranger will enjoy them. This is futile and a grievous affliction. A man may father a hundred children and live for many years, yet no matter how long he lives, if he is unsatisfied with his prosperity and does not even receive a proper burial, I say that a stillborn child is better off than he. For a stillborn child enters in futility and departs in darkness, and his name is shrouded in obscurity. The child, though neither seeing the sun 
nor knowing anything, has more rest than that man. Even if he lives a thousand years twice over but fails to enjoy his prosperity, do not all go to the same place? All a man's labor is for his mouth, yet his appetite is never satisfied. And this is the underlying failure of modern society. This is the underlying thing that no modern society is not taking into consideration. That they can chase, they can chase the world, they can chase riches, they can chase fame, they can chase whatever it is. But if there's no there's no security on the spiritual side, there's no they've not invested in anything concrete, right? They've not invested in anything spiritual. They're not invested in their soul. They might as well have been stillborn. For all the good it's going to do them, right? If anything, the stillborn would have been better because at least they don't got to live 75 years of misery, right? You know, I mean, you're going to, you think, well, this is Satan's Eden. Well, what kind of Eden is Satan going to make? Nothing that anyone's going to have a whole lot of fun in, not, not permanently, right? You know, you think, you, think uh, you know, all these people who chase, if you're out there chasing, chasing, um, you know, a party and a chasing a good time and chasing all this stuff, and that's what you live for, then what does that say about your life when you're not chasing that, good. when you don't have that? Right? It means your life is nothing outside of that high. Right? But so I guess what I'm trying to, you know, in, in so many words, trying to try to present to you is the spiritual investment opportunity of Christ. Right? When when you're gonna when you're gonna short the evil spiritual society of Satan's Eden, that means you have to sell off of everything. Right? If you have any, anything that you have that's not invested in, in, in the kingdom of heaven is going to burn down. So don't have anything invested in that. Pull out of that. Cut off all of that. Invest in the kingdom of heaven because that's what's going to pay out at the end of the day. And this is the reason why this is such a good investment opportunity. Folks, it pays dividends. Right? When you're invested in a stock that pays dividends, that means you get a check every month right? It, it, pays you, it pays you back. Well, when you invest in the kingdom of heaven, there's dividends that get paid out, right? There's healing that gets paid out, right? Brother Branham said that, that healing, divine healing, is the earnest on your body change, right? What does that mean? It means there's a body change somewhere over there, and to prove to you that there is a body change, he'll change a little bit of your body right now, right? That the same divine creative power that created a perfect, perfect body for you to live in will perfect your body here on some level, you know, and that, and like we said, you know, the last time I, I, I ministered, your spiritual body and your flesh body aren't so different, right? You have mind battles, you have spiritual battles in your mind of depression, of anxiety, of addiction, of, of whatever that thing is that you're trying to, to free yourself from, that thing that's got you, got a chain around your neck. There's healing for that, Amen. right? Amen. There is healing for that, but you have to be invested in that economy. You can't, you know, to be invested... I had a, um, a uh, where I work as a, a, a maintenance guy slash property manager um, at an apartment complex. There were during, it was, uh, I was there while they changed ownership. And um, the vice president came down to kind of overlook at the, overlook the property. And, and one of the things that he told me, he's like, you know, when you, if you're going to, because I'm basically like the sole guy at this property, 
the only person keeping the whole thing floating. He's like, look, if you're going to do this, you have to be invested in this. He's like, I need you to invest. Like I, what they call is emotional buy-in, right? You have to put a little bit of your emotions on the line for this property because otherwise you're not going to have the motivation to do the hard work that's going to take to do this. It's really hard, right? And if so many times we're, we don't buy in all the way, right? Well, you know, we, 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 we're, we're afraid that it's, gonna, it's not going to work out or something like that. Or we, we're looking for a plan B, you know? And it's like, well, I'll pray about it. And if it don't, don't get better, I'll just go to the doctor. It's like, well, okay, well, you should have gone to the doctor first. He might have been able to help you. Because if that's the level of your faith, I don't know that your prayer is going to do a whole lot, right? Because you have a plan B. Your faith is obviously in the doctor. Otherwise, it, it wouldn't have come up, right? Now, you can pray for the, the, the Lord would be with the doctor. That's fine, right? Absolutely, because that's where your faith is. Your faith is in the doctor. And, and we know that the Lord heals through doctors. That's, I mean, the Lord anoints doctors. But that, I mean, so if that's where your faith is, that's fine. But if you're looking for a miracle, then you can't have a plan B, right? Miracles happen for people who don't have options, right? Miracles happen for people who, that's what makes it a miracle, right? If it's, if it's, and so that's, I mean, if I could kind of run out of time here. Um, and so I, I, I guess I would, would just kind of like to, um, Uh, I'll wrap up with, with, with this. Um, you know, like I said, so many times you have, when you have somebody who, who sees the, sees what's going on, like that, the man who, who held, even though everybody was trying to, trying to get him to, to shake, there was a moment where the time frame that he knew everything was going to blow up actually came. And all of his investors are like, okay, man, we, we, we stuck with you until now because you said it was everything was going to fail right here. And all the headlines come out, and he was right. All the headlines, at, right within those couple of months, all the headlines come out that all the mortgages are failing. But somehow, the securities that those mortgages were packed into didn't fail. In fact, they went up in price. And you're thinking, well, how does that happen? Right? How did how did they make that work? Well, like I said, the secret ingredient was fraud. Um, that's that's what that's what why that happened. Um, it's because the ratings agencies just refused to devalue the the securities, even though they knew beyond any shadow of a doubt that they, those mortgages were defaulting. And so here he is in a, in a time frame where he made a prediction that at this time his 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 investment was going to pay off, but it's not paying off because there was fraud, right? But he still had to hold on through that, and he did. He did manage to hold on through it. It took a couple months. But so many times there's, there's with us, whatever it is that you're praying for, whatever it is that you're needing deliverance for, whatever it is that you've invested in, you've invested your faith in, you've hung on and you said, you know, no matter how much doubt the devil throws at you've hung on, and then you think there's going to be a moment, okay, well, I'm going to break through, and this is going to be it, and then it doesn't happen. That's the sticking point. That's where you really got to hold. That's where you got to, that's that moment where you got to go, okay, the secret ingredient here is fraud, right? The devil has defrauded me, right? My faith says that this is going to happen. And because it's not happening, it's because somebody lied and it's the devil, right? And so that's when you got to hold through 
Because there's a promise, and I want to, I, and I'll, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this. This is Romans six fifteen, um, and verse twenty two, and it says, "But now, being made free from sin, and become servants to God, ye have found your fruit unto holiness, and the end everlasting life." For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And don't forget that even though the entire world has been racking up a massive bill of death, right? They've been playing with sin, and you got to pay the piper eventually. But because you've, you've sold off of, that, off of that market... You're not subject to that. You, there's, a, there's a gift of eternal life that's waiting for you that has interest now that you have access to. And so that's, I think we're out of time now. We'll stand and have a word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for this opportunity that maybe that my jumbled and mixed up words, Father, that would be able to Help somebody, Lord. That's all I would ask for. That if somebody could be helped, that they would, their faith would maybe hold on a little bit longer. That whatever it is that they're they're praying for, Father, that whatever they've whatever they've invested their faith in, Lord, that no matter what kind of lies that the devil would tell them, Lord, that you would you would carry them through, Lord. That they would be an encouragement. That they would be able to hold on just a little bit longer. That that. That big payoff, Lord, is, is coming, that we know that your kingdom is going to be made manifest, Father. So we ask these things in your holy and precious name. Jesus Christ, amen.